When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sequence. I'm your host, Trevor Ploof, and today we have another very special guest on with us, one of my favorite teammates of all time, the pride of Indiana, and current Texas Rangers starting pitcher, Kyle Gibson. What's up, Kyle? Trev, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm happy you're on. Uh, we've talked pitching, hitting for years now, and uh, I think this is the first time we'll document it. So I'm excited. Hey, I can't lie. When we started talking, uh, you had this idea a couple months ago, and we started talking about the show. I was really excited about it. Uh, I thought it was something different. And I mean, you see guys now, you know, going through their own stuff and breaking down their own video for fun. So um, I think this is a, a cool little program, man. I appreciate you having Yeah. Well, you're the kind of the guy that I like having on because you're a you're a thinker, and. I kind of want to start like a group of pitchers that I like to call like professors, like real, okay. like real deal pitchers. Okay. You're kind of like on the outside of that category because you do, you can run it up there. So you have the velo, mm -hmm. but you're also a pitcher. So I'm going to lump you in, even though I think you throw a little too hard to be in my professor uh, category, but it's guys like you. Uh, we can obviously throw a guy like Kyle Hendricks in there, even a guy like Marcus Stroman in there. Um, guys that just pitch, move the ball around, understand it. I, I, you're my favorite kind of guy to watch. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, it's somewhat of a lost art, you know? I mean, everybody's uh, searching for velo and, and searching for the, the swing and miss like stuff by you. And I'm not going to lie, when, when I got shown my, uh, you know, the free agent packet that we were passing around to teams, like one of the things was he's the – seventh hardest throwing starting pitcher available or something. I said, what does that even matter? But I mean, it does, you know, guys, guys are searching for that swing of Ms. Velo. So, uh, if I'm a fringe guy on that professor list, I appreciate that. Yeah. You're, I mean, look, like I said, we've talked about this so many times, how you approach guys, you know, what your thought process is and it's up to you how much you want to get into that today. Cause I have had a few guys tell me, you know, I, I don't know if I want to go on here and give away all my secrets. <laughs> so I respect Yeah. I mean, that. uh, yeah, I think it's it's an interesting combo to have, and I I don't think it. I understand some of the secrets that maybe you don't want to give in, you know, and show some of the sequences that you like to throw. But um, ultimately, I mean, you know, as a hitter, if you execute the pitch as a pitcher, uh, you're in a really good spot. So, um, I mean, unless they actually know what's coming, uh, you know, if you execute the pitch, you're going to get an out a lot. That never happens in baseball. That just <laughs> doesn't coming. happen. So we're good. I didn't even mean to go there, but we went there. <laughs> Um, one thing I love to ask guys when they come on and like, is who is your role model? Like who's a guy that you model your, yourself after, after, um, as a pitcher? Um, you know, when I was, uh, first coming up and, and watching a lot of video of other guys, uh, somebody I watched a lot of was Rick Porcello. Um, he had the two breaking ball mix, uh, mixed in a lot of changeups. Um, and then still had the two-seamer and, and threw his four-seamer a little bit. Um, 
I've gotten a little bit away from, you know, watching a video of other guys, how they attack teams, unless I just haven't seen a lot of the guys. Sure. Um, you know, I, I mean, these days you can kind of go off of pitch profiles and see who matches up. Um, so I do like to watch guys, you know, like Trevor Bauer likes to throw in the lefties a lot and front hit that sinker quite a bit. Um, our breaking pitches are, are pretty different, so that doesn't match up. But he also throws the righty-righty changeup. So trying to find, you know, mix and match guys uh, to, to really see who I match up with. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys that I like to watch pitch right now. Um, you know, you mentioned Stroman already, a guy that still throws a lot of two-seamers. Um, you know, we're kind of a dying breed these days. Any ball that, that sinks that's a fastball uh, is looked down upon right now. So uh, getting to watch those guys and, and see how they attack lineups is a lot of fun. I mean, give it two years and the sinker will come back in fashion. That's what I'm hoping. I really I'm feel like still this around stuff is the sinker's back. <laughs> <laughs> um, you throw one of the pitches that I hated the most facing, uh, but I also love watching it. It's that um, glove side two-seamer. So for mm-hmm. a right-handed batter, it's the one that's starting off the plate and you're running it back over. And as a hitter, you just can't do much with it. I mean, even if you're looking for it, your eyes are just trained to be inside the strike zone. So when you start a pitch out of the strike zone and bring it back in, it's very difficult. And it's the same thing for a left-handed hitter against you when you're coming in. I mean, seeing a fastball come at your hip and having to stay in there is a very difficult thing for those guys to do. So when you execute it, it's one of the most beautiful pitches in the game. And I'm hoping uh, one of the guys that edits our video, Kyle, if you could find a few of those for me and just kind of put them in here, that, that uh, we'll call it a front hip or a backdoor sinker. Is that something yeah, I mean, that you think you've, you've mastered? Uh, I mean, I think it's something that I've learned to use a lot better. Um, you know, I think as I was coming up, it was one of my favorite sequences in the minor leagues to use first hitter of the game. You know, you really stole a lot of strikes and looking strikeouts to either lefties and righties, bringing that back. And then, you know, obviously with the, the numbers and the video and, and the data that shows up, you know, it's not that easy just to go up there and know that that sequence is going to work. But mm-hmm. um, I've been able to find which guys it works against and what location. Uh, lefties, it works so much better elevated at the top of the zone. Mm-hmm. Righties, it's much better down at the zone uh, and really trying to paint that down in a way. Uh, you know, righties in the two-strike counts are probably looking a lot of off-speed. And really, it's the fastballs that are kind of, you know, middle up and, and up in a way that I have found that are probably the easiest pitches for them to make the adjustment to with two strikes because all they mm-hmm. got to do is get the bat in the zone. So I've been hurt by some righties on that two seam that comes back and stays up. Mm-hmm. But if I keep it down, it has that slider or the changeup profile and then just stays right there in the zone. So, um, you know, I think when you're facing righty and lefty, you have to do that at different heights to, to really get the same effect. I'm just imagining now you throwing it to a lefty, and then this is what they do. Yeah. You, know, you, you see that yep. all the time for whatever reason. When you, when you bring it at that level, they, they just can't pull the trigger. Yeah, and I hope on, on uh, these at-bats we kind of get a couple scenarios where, you know, you can really see that the hitters kind of set himself up for it mm-hmm. because there's a lot of times that it's not like I go into the at-bat knowing that that's what I want to do. Yeah, I have an idea, hey, you know, you can go in, you know, he gives up on the front hip, but a lot of the time it's this pitch really dictated that it's time for a front hip um, and it's time to do it right now. And if you do, 
And if you have the right time and the right sequence, um, you know, I feel like I'm going to say the word sequence a whole lot to name the show, but uh, I feel like if you have the right sequence, there's a lot of times where you can throw it and I just kind of know he's not going to swing because if you start in the right spot, it, it's a ball the whole way until the end. I love it. Before we get into the video, um, let's go over the pitch mix real quick. So what do you, what do you got? So uh, four seam and two seam fastball throw, I don't know, probably 10 to 15% more two seamers, or I'm sorry, about double the amount of two seamers uh, than four seamers. So in the overall pitch mix, it's about 15 to 20% more. And then uh, slider and curveball both, and then a changeup as well. The changey. I love the, uh, the changeup from the right-hander right on right, but doesn't get thrown that often. I think we might see some in this at bat. It was a big switch for me. Um, I want to say it was in 2015, whenever Neil Allen came over uh, for the first time from Tampa. He worked a lot with Oda Rizzi, uh, David Price, and Alex Cobb on throwing the, the same on same changeup. And uh, it was something I wanted to do. And when I talked to him about it, it was the first thing he talked to me about in the offseason. And I had already had it on my mind, so I was excited about it. And um, it's something that I feel like it really – Probably my best tunneling combo is my changeup and, and two-seamer off of one another. It's great. It's a great combo. It's tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially like you said, if you're tunneling those and they're just coming out, and just the difference in speed alone is is tough. But then, you know, mm-hmm. the, the changeup is obviously going to tumble a little bit more. Um, love that pitch. But let's, uh, let's get to the video. Right now we see our guy, B-Doze. Oh, <laughs> Bulldoze. He's out there. He must have just made a play. He's... He probably rubbed that dirt on himself. More than likely. Because he has to be dirty. <laughs> yeah, that's just how he is. Oh, man. Pretty boy does. Got to get that jersey dirty. That's okay. Right. So this is 2018. This is at Fenway. You are in the yeah. bottom of the eighth inning. Uh, about to go over your um, highest pitch count ever. Yeah. And look who walks up to the plate. This is uh, probably one of my favorite games I've ever been a part of. Big uh, Bad JD. I walk, walked in that day and I was talking with uh, with Garvin. I was like, Garvin, I've been in the eighth one time before here and I got to sing Sweet Caroline on the mound, so I want to try to do that again tonight. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, man, I got the chance to do it. It was pretty cool. That's pretty funny. That's pretty good right there. Um, yeah, obviously you've been dealing in this game, but then you look at this guy's stats. Three twenty three. He was he was dangerous that year. I mean he's been a dangerous hitter ever since he got up to Detroit. So um, you know, he's a guy that I've faced quite a bit, you know, with Detroit and then with Boston at least once or twice a year. So we've seen each other a lot too. And that's what makes, you know, uh, the cat and mouse game even more fun. Yeah, anytime you see a guy walking up with a one dot after his OPS <laughs> it's like, okay, this is gonna be a battle right here. Yep. But you're up for it. You're, you're obviously throwing a good game. So here we go. He's digging in. You know, the best part, too, is that it's his third at bat, you know, and, and uh, you're, trying, you're trying to think back at the other at bats. I mean, one at bat is just it's never, it's never separate from another unless it's the first at bat of the day. And even then, you're thinking back to other at bat you've had. So, I mean, this is his third at bat. I don't remember what he's done. I know he hit a – I think he hit one of his at bats was a bullet to center field uh, that was caught. But, um, you know, 
So, yeah, it's a one-run game, and you just saw, like, I'm bouncing a slider first pitch. I'm not taking – you know, I'm trying to throw the best pitch available right now because if I walk him or he gets on base or if I get him out, it's my last hitter. So, we're yeah. going for it right away. You're going for it. And this is a guy – and tell me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like a guy like this with his swing path kind of matches up well against the two-seamer. Yeah. So, you got to kind of dig into down. Your, Yeah. Yep. you got to dig in your bag of tricks here. Yep. So first Definitely. pitch, we'll see it again. This is a curveball or a slider. Yeah, so 81. So that was a curveball. Um, sometimes with him, change of pace, the slower breaking ball, especially first pitch, is a little bit better. Yeah. You know, he has his bat stays through the zone so long that if you flip in a slider, it could be the right speed to where it sure. catches the barrel out front and it's a tie ball game. So 1-0, as a hitter, you get that. I mean, it's the best pitch you can get as a hitter. You're like, 1-0, you just spiked a curveball. <laughs> or, oh, oh, you spiked a curveball. Here I am, 1-0. Um, but again, because this is a third bat, you kind of, third at bat, you kind of have to be thinking a little bit differently, even as a hitter. You're like, okay, yep. probably not going to get that fastball out of the plate right here. And that's a changey? Change up. Ooh, yep. that's a great pitch. So, I mean, there, there's what we just talked about, right? So, more than likely, you know, I've gone in on him so much over the years. So, he's seeing that pitch right there. He knows I want to do it, and he knows. I mean, for me, if I'm trying to either get a quick out or keep the ball in the ballpark, that's the pitch right there against righty sinker in. And if you get the head out, you might hit a line drive into the outfield. And if you really catch it, then you hit a homer. But a lot of times, it's going to be a hard ground ball, maybe for a base hit. So, he's got to get it ready. You know, he – that might be the only fastball he gets, so he was ready for it. Yes. And, you know, thankfully, it was a changeup right there. That was an excellent pitch. And of course, located, perfect pitch. He's thinking right now, like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Me and Bobby were on the same page all night, man. He was, Bobby was good back there this night. The 1-1. One, one. Man, that's a, that's a good And that's take. a, I mean, the, great take, right? Right off the changeup. I mean, it looks either like the fastball down and away or the changeup, and he barely even moved. Like, and that thing's a strike mean, for so long. <laughs> <laughs> he shut it down. Oh, man, that's uh -huh. a good hitter. Yep, real good. I, I might have swung and missed at that. But, I mean, same thing. That's not the first slider he's seen today. So yes. it's like, I mean, it's, you know, I haven't gone back to watch the rest of this game to see what I did, but more than likely there's a reason why he's like, okay, there's no way he's going to go, you know, four-seamer definitely, and he's probably not coming in on this one, 1-1, one, one, so let's just – I mean, he's a really good hitter, though, yeah. so he's seeing it, you know, sooner than other guys. So this count, 2-1, after those after that breaking ball early in the game, probably looking for something hard out over the plate. Mm -hmm. um, but again – this is that perfect time for that combo. I don't know what you do, but. Yeah, I don't know what I do either, but as I'm sitting here thinking about it, uh, this is a great time for the inside heater, ah. right? So because he saw the curveball first pitch, the change up the next pitch, and he laid off a good slider. So in my mind right now, as I think through this, if he's going to lay off that good slider and not even like have to check his swing out front, it's time to, to see if he's ready for the heater. So you think. Because, and not he's, away. In, yeah, because he's looking away. Yep. You want to beat him in. Okay. Yep. 2-1. Let's see what you got here. Oh, I saw it right away. Good change up. Um, yep. 
Not located great. I'm not happy with it, though. I'm not happy with it. He could have easily where'd, where'd smacked that, that thing. Where'd that pitch go? And the, the video broke up. Where'd that pitch go? There it is. Oh, so he just missed it. Yeah. He's not well, happy with it. He was out front enough, though. So, I mean, in that situation, you know as a hitter, like, he can't sit on a righty-righty changeup right there. Mm-mm. He's got to be able to hit. It's it's a 2-1 ball game. He's got to be able to hit the heater. So, thankfully, he was geared up enough for the heater that it gave me the chance to throw really not that good a one and, and get away with it. Yeah, and that's probably your fifth pitch percentage-wise. Mm-hmm. So, it's tough to go up there and be like, yeah, yeah I'm going to sit on his fifth pitch. Yeah. So, you no, definitely got away with one location-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Now we got two. Now this two. is a good pitch. And you're, I mean, if you look, just look at the K zone, like where you spread the ball out. I mean, mm-hmm. mostly down in a way. That one was up by accident. Yep. Let's see where yep. you go here. Two two. Uh, this is a this is a slide ball down in a way. I see the fingers. Oh yes. Yep. And you're pumped yep. up. And you look at the difference in that one and the one that he took, right? The one that he took was more off the plate. He knows right there that could be the heater and it could be the changeup, both of them. And he has to respect all three pitches right there being a two-strike count. So, But that one was so much of a better one and actually got the swing because it was more on the plate early. So it probably started, you know, right where that changeup in the inside fastball would start versus, you know, down the middle like the first one. You know, that's that's inner half right there, mm-hmm. and he's he's got to make a decision right now. Either my hips have to go and get to it, or I'm going to get jammed on a heater. And if it's the slider, he's going to have, you know, too much is going to be gone to be able to. He's going to run out of bat basically. Yeah, I mean, there's really nothing he can do with this pitch to where you put it, because you can see right here, like you said, it looks like a middle end. And he's got to pick the direction it's going to go. And then the problem is, is this pitch just falls off the table. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that was, you know, that wasn't even off the plate. That was that was on the plate in the K-zone. So, I mean, he, you know, it, it made him make a decision. And he'd already seen two change-ups, too. So, that's the thing that I've really found with my change-up righty-righty is that it's made my slider a little bit better. Because, you know, hitters have to make that decision is it going to go underneath my bat in or underneath my bat away? You know, if you're looking for that slider away and it's a changeup in, there's no way you're going to square that up. It's going to be a ground ball and it's going to go underneath your hands. So it's similar to what you can do with a lefty. You know, if you're primarily a changeup guy with a lot of good ones going down and away and you throw that slider down and in, it doesn't even have to be that good of a pitch all the time because it'll go into their hands and underneath the barrel. It's tough to be a hitter. Whenever I hear you guys talk, I'm like, game, gosh, you guys. You know, yep. I always say this, but you guys control all the variables. And it's like, as a hitter, you just have to try to figure it out, you know, or get lucky that you miss a spot, whatever it is. But um, like you said on the outset of the show, if you make your pitches. And you know what? It, it does matter being, you know, I've always been talking in the last few years when I didn't have that many strikeouts. You know, you don't get strikeouts a lot in 2-2 and 3-2 counts. You get them in 0-2, 1-2, and sometimes in 2-2, depending on the at-bat. And, I mean, when you can dictate how an at-bat goes as a pitcher, well, then you can work the sequences you want to work. Yeah. If you're throwing in, you know, 1-0, 2-1, 3-1 counts, and you're having to battle back in the count, you're not dictating the at-bat yeah. whatsoever. The hitter is deciding what he's going to swing at. 
And if you throw the pitch he wants to swing at, then he's going to swing at it and hit it hard. And if you, by chance, are on a different page as him, then you can get away with some strikes, maybe flipping a curveball, maybe get away with a changeup that, you know, the hitter just gets locked up on. Um, but when you're battling from behind, you're just not dictating about it on. You can't you can't go through the report and you can't go through the game plan you want to go through. I'm sure it's like this, the opposite of this for pitchers, but as a hitter, when you're going good, it feels like you're in all of the one o two o counts. Like every at bat, you're like, dude, yeah. I'm in the hitter's count. And then when yep. you're going poorly, it's like, dude, I feel like I'm stepping in the box 0-2. And that's just kind yeah, of how it Yeah, it's, it's that mindset, right? Like 1-1 is such an even count, but when you're not going good as a pitcher, 1-1 feels like 2-1. <laughs> it feels like, man, I got to throw a strike here because I don't want to go 2-1 again. Uh-uh. You know, and because then you get to 2-1 and it feels like, you know, you're, you're in a 3-1, 3-0 count and, you know, there's nothing you can throw that the guy's not going to hit. So, um, it's definitely when you can get in those situations, you know, where you're working ahead. I know it sounds so cliche, but it's it uh, it really changes your mindset a lot. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up at bat number one with the professor. <laughs> one of the professors. I love the nickname professor for you. I'm gonna make yeah, I'm I gonna mean... make a club like I said before. It's gonna be <laughs> a very elite club. I'm gonna say I'm gonna max it out at like ten dudes. Okay. There might not even be ten of you in the league. Yeah, you're, you're maybe more of the hybrid. Then you're more of the hybrid. You don't really fit the mold, like I said. But I know your mindset. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that. All right, so we got a game here. This is in Chicago. You got staked a huge lead, and as a starter, you're like, dude, I'm when I got this lead, I'm going to go as far into the game as I can, right? Yeah, everybody, I everybody thinks like this is the easiest situation to pitch in, and. If we go back and look at, you know, the first three or four innings when we scored all the runs, I bet we were two hours into the game, four innings in. And everybody thinks that's the easiest situation, but the first three innings, I had breaks of like 30 minutes each. And that's just not ideal whatsoever, Mm -hmm. especially, I mean, late in the game, it's worse. But early in the game, that is still not what you're looking for. Uh, you know, I mean, I always want the offense to score runs, but um, when you're doing it at a slow pace and it's taking 30, 35 minutes to score them, it's just really hard to stay loose. So, um, you know, the fact that, I mean, like I said, it seems like you whine about it, but, um, you know, you're always grateful for a lead. But, man, it makes an 80 pitch. I'm only at 80 pitches, and it makes it seem like it's, you know, 100 pitches already with just having to actually get loose again. I could, I could see, I mean, obviously I understand, like you're sitting there and what are you supposed to do? Like you go <laughs> ride the bike, do you, you know, it's like you're sitting there watching yeah. the game, you're used to just being there for five, five, like six, seven minutes and then you go back out. Um, so I could see how the rhythm gets disrupted and all, all of that, yeah. you get a little cold. Definitely. But you look like you're uh, in this inning right here, struggling a little bit, but you want to get through. Yep. Yeah, I mean, early early on, uh, I definitely had my good stuff going. I think I had quite a few strikeouts and a lot of swings and misses. And then um, I think we had a situation where we maybe had like a base hit that didn't leave the infield, like it was just in no man's land where Georgia came and charged it, you know, couldn't get the out. Um, I think I, I mixed in a walk, and then John Jay, you know, I threw a great pitch, and John Jay jams it up the middle for a base hit. So it's like – I'm in this base loaded, no out situation. I understand this is not make or break whatsoever. You know, it's nine to one. I could go give up, you know, a base hit and two ground balls and give up two or three runs, and it's not a big deal. But, um, 
you know, there's certain times where as a starting pitcher, like it's the sixth inning. If I don't, if I give up one or two, more than likely I'm out of the game. So you want to get through the six and you want to, you know, like you said, go as deep as you can. Yeah, you don't want to give up runs just to give up runs. That's no fun. No, no, no. You, no, you, ERA you want. There's a mix though, right? Like, you know, yeah. in this situation, you know, if I were to give up a, a double play, right? And when I give up the run, best case scenario in most situations, bases loaded, no outs, is you only give up one run. Right. Yeah. Most of the times you're going to give up two. So I'll take that in this sure. situation 100% because more than likely if I'm at 82, 83 pitches, I'm going back out for the seventh. It's nine to two, nine to three. I'll take that every day of the week. Love it. All right. So I believe, and I did not watch this at bat. I believe it's Eloy. Yeah. Up in the box. So let's start this yep. bad boy up. Second or third time up, and man, uh, that third time through the orders, obviously when you know guys are going over data right now, you can't get through the third time of the orders and starting pitcher. So get the bullpen up; he stinks. So um, you know this is this is a good one because there was a lot of times in this about I just felt like he knew what was coming. Oof, that's a tough pitch. He, you know, I mean, saying he was probably looking for that, right? Like yeah, I'll, I'll be honest, my mo, my mo in this situation is if you're a righty, you're getting a sinker because I want a double play right now. Yeah. And I want a first pitch double play and you can know what's coming. And if I'm able to execute that one, worst case scenario is going to be a hard foul ball down the left field line. Exactly. And that one's right? tough because you know, it started, it started entered black yeah. probably. And then just ran completely. Out and in that scenario, you can tell me as a hitter, but, he told himself sinker's coming, and he saw it, so he's swinging no matter what. Sure, I've done that. I've done that way too many times. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Like I, you do. I mean, you know what pitch is coming. Um, so you, that doesn't happen too often as a hitter, but when it does, you're like, all right, let's try to take advantage of it. But um, Paul Molitor said it best to me. He goes, "You cheat with your eyes, not with your body." I say, Ooh, okay. That's real good. When I think about that, that makes a lot more sense. You know, um, see it where you want to that's see it. Make good. sure you get the pitch in the location. The rest will take care of itself. That one, that's a cheat with the body. Now he cheated with the body there. <laughs> All right, Bob. It must be looking if it was a hit or an error or something. I don't know what happened. Ooh, is that a change? There's a change. I saw that grip yep. right there. Yep. So that was a, that's the combo that I really really like, and when I started throwing my right or right change up, you know, I do it more, and um, you know, it's same situation, right? He knows that I want to get a double play. That's in the report, guaranteed. So if I can throw one right off of it, I mean, he's got to guess one way or the other, and he still has to have in the back of his mind if it's a slider, it's going to go away. So um, you know, that's the best part of what I love about my changeup is if I can execute it, it looks like my heater for a long time. It was a nasty pitch. And now you're 0-2. Yeah. And this is <laughs> Unfortunately, I go from 0-2 to 3-2 real quick, I think. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, Spoiler. I'm thinking in my head now, like, you're in this situation um, where you have this lead, have the bases loaded. Mm-hmm. It might change what you would normally throw. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think along here. And if I'm him, I'm probably um, guarding against that two-seamer again in mm-hmm. um, and trying to get something out over the plate. But I, I, I'm feeling that you're just going to kind of pound me in. Like, that's what I would feel as a, as a hitter. 
So my mindset, and it's kind of a fault at times, you know, in game is there's not many times where I'm hunting for a strikeout necessarily. In this situation, I'm hunting for a strikeout because I've got 0-2 on the guy. First two pitches, I'm hunting for a double play. Okay. You know, I've got the eight-run lead. Now, and this is probably where I get myself in trouble, is now I'm throwing as nasty of a pitch as I can. And I'm gonna try to get I'm gonna try to get that first out strikeout with no balls put in play. See, when you say it, I'm like, oh, that makes total sense. And I'm out there as a hitter thinking something completely different. <laughs> Way to go! All yeah. right. So you say you're looking for the K. You did exactly what I said. You're right. I did. Yeah. Well, it's it's, I, it's I'm, yeah. You're right. I mean, there's there's obviously you know more ways you can do it, but I mean. There must have been something in my mind right there where I'm saying, you know what, uh, this is the pitch I think I need to throw, and worst case scenario is is you know a hard ground ball. But yeah, he wasn't doing anything um, with that pitch. You can't. Yep. Four seamer, or is that another two seamer? Uh, no, another two seamer. Probably two seamer. Still, I mean, man, that's like what what I see. I what know. I see right now um, with those with all of these pitches is that he's just you see he's not getting to it. He's not quite committed one way or the other, and that's probably why this at bat ends up how it ends up. He knows that he's good enough to start late and just foul that off, even if he's beat. And I would Ooh. like that might have been a four seamer actually. That was a four seamer. That was one, yeah, because he was up underneath it. So that was one where I said, okay, you know, he's he was looking for that two seamer, and I think Eloy, if I had to bet. You know, you can maybe get him up and in, kind of like a trout, mm-hmm. and that's what I was trying to do, and I left it down too much. And that was just a, a non-competitive slider. pitch. Yeah, that's a nasty just, slider, though. So, I mean, if if that's over the plate, you know, that's might be a swing and miss. But I mean, you've seen the ones out of the hand. It's like you can give up on sure. it early because I mean, if it moves at all, it's a ball, and and it obviously was really really low. Okay, a little waste pitch. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'd go right back to it. If I was a pitcher, that's what I'd go right back to that pitch. I think I, I'm probably going in. Yeah, yeah. he can't do anything. But that's that's the best case scenario for him right now. He barreled it. That's to best the case crowd. scenario. Yep. Yep. All right. I mean, I could just feel myself in the box right now, like just knowing that I'm, I'm getting beat up inside. <laughs> Ryan Goins is so mad. Look at this. He's so mad. <laughs> He's like, gosh, can you please just stop throwing on the inside sinker? I just don't want to get hit with a ground ball right now. Like, I mean, it's 9 to 1. It's hot out here. Give him something out over the plate, please. <laughs> Ryan, relax, man. You know, you got. Look, you probably got some gear on. No, you got the showy gear on. All right. There it is, see? Get some protection. <laughs> He's pounding I'm him in, pounding him in. I think I go I think I go change up here. I don't remember, but I think I think I do. Uh, grip looks like a change up. Yeah. Oh man, what a take. That's a great take. I mean, because he loves the ball down. And I'm thinking in my mind right there, how in the world did you not swing at that pitch? Right? Like I just gave you heater after heater right off of it. You love the ball down and in sinker, and there you don't swing at the pitch that looks just like it. So um, more than likely, I bet if I if I had to go back and look, there was probably a time where I got him on a changeup maybe in one of the first couple of bats. And, you know, sometimes it just gets in the back of your guys' mind and you're able to react yeah. a little bit better. 
in my mind right there as a hitter, if I'm just getting beat up like that inside, there comes a point where you're just like, okay, no more. Like that inside part of the plate is his. I don't want any part of it. So if you go ahead and throw a four seamer in there on the black, so be it. But I can't do anything with that side of the plate right now. Let me get that pitch out over it. Maybe that's what he finally started thinking. And then he saw that one. See, that's interesting because like I'm thinking, you know, at some point the hitter has to say, okay, I'm done getting beat in there. I'm going to cheat and get to it. It's hard. Yeah, that's, what cheat, I, that's what I kind of think. Yeah, if you cheat to it, though, there's only so much. It has to be perfect. Like, everything has to be sure. perfect for you to keep yeah. that ball fair. Like, you see what he's been doing. Um, yeah. So, at, one, at some point, at least for me, I'm like, dude, fine. Like, you can have it. Like, the inside <laughs> part of the plate is yours. <laughs> Can't keep doing this. That's right. All right. Now you got him 2-2. Two, two. We already know you get to 3-2 because you spoiled it, but we'll see how. Yeah, but he, I'm almost positive he fouls off a couple of pitches. Like, this is... This is a really fun at bat. Right. Setting up away. God, it's another nasty Slider. pitch. That's a good take. Yep. It's a good take. It's almost too nasty. Um, it comes out good, but then just kind of falls. Yeah, I, it's I same thing, right? I mean, you know, it's the same thing. Like if I can – sometimes the best ones are the ones that are actually, you know, right at the zone or barely just below it, you know? I mean – that ball, like, if he's even thinking off-speed's coming, then he's not going to swing at that. You know, he's got to be so sold out on a heater that he's got to catch it out front that yeah. for him to swing at that. So yeah. every now and then you can get in a situation where, hey, I need to make a nasty pitcher, and you just make it, you know, too good of a pitch, and it's sure. not it's not a swingable pitch. It's a huge pitch in your day. It's like you make this pitch, you're like, I can pitch into the next inning, Get out if of I don't this. make this pitch, I could be out of the game. Yeah. There's already people you know, warmed I mean, up. It's, yep. Two guys are double barreled down there. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I know. I get the benefit of the doubt right there on a ball that's down for sure. Oh, right? my. Like, I was not expecting for that. For sure. Okay, who is yep. it? Who's behind the plate? Uh, I don't remember. Let's think if we can find from the from the call. Oh my goodness. Man, look at Castro do it. Oh, that's Angel. That's Is it Angel, Angel Hernandez. That's the that's the up high Angel Hernandez right there. Alright. I'm almost positive. I'm gonna give you this shot right here. Because I think that's about where yep. it's crossing the plate. Right. So Kazo might they, be. A they actually off. I bet they give you the side the from the side look if the video goes that long. Alright, let's see. He was not happy with that. Not happy. I mean, as a hitter, it's very tough. You battle your way back. Oh, <laughs> Renneri is not happy. He's not happy either. Angel. Yeah. Stink Angel. Can we get... <laughs> he's st- oh, he's gone. Oh, he gets tossed. I didn't realize oh. he got tossed. This is turning out great. Let's go back and see that toss. Oh, he's... That's great, man. What a turn of events you know, in this video. Yeah, like a couple years ago, you look at how the low ball, you know, I really struggled to get the low strike. And then now with some of the framing stuff, <laughs> boom! <laughs> some yeah. of this framing stuff, especially Garver and Castro, were really good at it last year, just really catching it and sticking it. And and you got the benefit of the doubt a whole lot more. 
I Sorry, I'm ruining the breakdown right here. No, I don't care. I, I want. I'm going for the uh, the side view. Yeah. Is, he's they over. He's it, like, I'm losing it. nine to one. I'm going to go have a beer. Like, thank you for throwing me out. Yep. <laughs> here we go. I mean, it's close. So, it really Castro, is. I don't know I how don't great know of a job you did with that pitch, to be honest with you. If you look this way. Yeah. You got the call. Yep. Okay, here we go. Let's see if I can get it. So that's right before the knee, right before the plate. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna, I think it's going to be low. <laughs> it's going to be low, no doubt. It's right at the pant line. Where but it's a nasty pitch. I mean, yep. what are you going to do? And you know what? If I had to bet also, like, Angel might have given me a couple of those throughout the day, so the White Sox were tired of it. Sure. You know? I mean, sometimes that can just boil over. You know, when you see borderline pitches that just keep going against you, I mean, if that's the first one of the day, you're probably not too too worried about it. And three is probably not getting tossed. But you know, maybe they had had a couple of them where they just weren't happy about it. He's also probably saying it's nine to one. You're expanding the zone. Lock yeah. it in. We still have a ball game here. You know, like we could still yep. come back. Da 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 da. Anyways, yep. Kyle, I appreciate you coming on, sharing your wisdom. It's one of the things I love most about doing uh, the show is that kids watch it. They hear guys like you talking about pitching. They get excited about pitching. They understand all the nuances of it, not just going out there trying to throw 100 miles an hour, which, you know, velo is important. But I've seen a ton of guys with velo that don't know how to pitch, not make it. So you've got to be able to to figure it out mentally as well. And that's that's one thing that you do almost as good as anybody. I appreciate it, man. That was fun. Always, uh, always love talking shop, talking baseball with you. Mm. So, mm. um, I appreciate you having me on, man. 